This episode was recorded prior to our name change. We are now officially called The Mike Line Show. Look for us on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else to subscribe. Yo, what up, what up? For Hypebeast Radio, this is Manny and this is Soundcheck, a show that looks to discover the origin story of your favorite artists and major players in the music industry. We ask the questions that you always wanted to get answered, and you never know who may pop by. For the second episode of season two, we talk to Black, the Atlanta native who sits down to discuss his new album, East Atlanta Love Letter, growing as an artist, and so much more. Welcome to Soundcheck. This is a probably my most excited episode of Soundcheck so far. Um, one of my favorite artists is in town, so I'm just happy to get him on the show. Um, I'll allow you to introduce yourself. Uh, I go by the name of Black, that's 6-L-A-C-K, and no matter what you think, it's still pronounced Black. Yes. <laughs> Do people still mispronounce it now? Is that? Yep, all the time, but I have no problem with it whatsoever because my merch does amazing. Yes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, all right. So I have to just, okay, backstory. If anyone isn't familiar, um, you had a shitty label there before, got out of it, made Free Black, album went nuts, hit songs. Two years later, you got East Atlanta, Love Letter. Um, that's, I think I got, a, I got a chance to listen early, and I was like, oh, this is top five album of the year. So I definitely want to dive into that. I think the biggest thing I got from it is that I think one of the things that I guess I start off with this that the one of the biggest things I feel like that's great in your music is that you are comfortable in having and writing about difficult situations or different conversational topics in a way where it's like makes you reflect as a listener on like your personal life. Um, can you tell me about your writing process? Like, how do you how do you start with make, making a song? Um, I mean, from a general standpoint, I think that just listening to music, being a fan of music, I listen to uh, music within the same realm of myself. And I think with what R&B is or has been lately, is like there's a lot of surface level and there's a lot of like, you know, like I love you, you hurt me, don't leave me, you know, type records. But it's like, what what else? You know, like mm -hmm. what's actually going on versus, you know, you just like painting this picture without giving us like the full thing. So with my music, it was like, let me be vulnerable. You know, let me tell my stories. Let me not be ashamed. Let me talk about things that are going to make people like raise their eyebrows and be like, I'm going through that, too. Or I'm thinking about that, too. Or I'm struggling with that, too. So um, I just wanted to be more personal, more detailed. And, you know, with that, obviously, you develop a, a connection with your fan base mm -hmm. and you know, going into this project, that was the, the same goal, you know, from Free Black. It's just now it's a little bit more personal now. You know, I'm just dealing with a different monster. It was everything, you know, everything in my life leading up until uh, fame, you know, for Free Black. And then this yeah. one is, okay, life has changed, but it's not, you know, like necessarily fixed. It's just like a new thing to figure out. Yeah. Um, I want to say that uh, I just had this question here. So the two years between Free Black and um, East Atlanta, I think probably one of the things just listen to the album is that you're one, you're you're famous. Like it's no longer uh, Black is a kept secret. Free Black is like no, this is an album people been anticipating for, and also it's your way of dealing with like you as a person and you as an artist and how that kind of clashes. Um, can you just talk about those two years in between um, and how did your life change? 
Yeah, um, I mean, two years on both ends, like it seems like such a short amount of time, but so much was like jam-packed, you know, into those two years as far as multiple tours, as far as having a kid, as far as um, life, you know, like you said, just changing and being from one side of the spectrum to the other side of the spectrum, like so many things happened within that and in that, you know, there was really no time to actually process or like sort my shit out. So in Free Black, when I'm like talking about solving these problems and trying to figure it out, you fast forward to, you know, post that and it's like, okay, now I'm in the midst of all this shit and I still can't figure it out. Or, you know, now it's just like a little bit more for me to figure out. So, um, yeah, the last two years have been, they've been up, they've been down. It's been like uh, new things that I've had to like adjust to and new, uh, I think with this album and this like time period, I've just been more open to perspective and like other people's side, you know, versus my own side, which was kind of where I was living at one point was I feel I think I should and you know this album is okay well let me think about like how somebody else feels about the situation and talk it out i'm curious to like to know what is it like being an artist while ascending like when you go from like i can go to the corner store but and just walk there easy to like i'm sitting on i'm eating dinner and then someone literally interrupts me and be like hey can i take a picture of you like yeah. what is what is that like do you be like it's different but like i still keep the same, you know, uh, element that I, I promoted and that I kind of ran with from the beginning, which is I'm a regular person. Uh, I want to be treated like a regular person. I want to do regular things. I want to enjoy that part of my life as much as I can. I know the reality of it, you know, has bent a little bit, but you can still catch me like at a regular place by myself. Management might not fuck with it, you know, like <laughs> label might not prefer it, but I do those things. And when people see me, like they don't bum rush, they don't like go crazy. It's like they understand who I am, so they kind of approach me like, yo. I don't want to bother you, but, you know, can I get a pick? And, you know, with that, like it's like I said, it's different. I'm not that kind of person who's, like, out there and, like, that's not my natural personality, but I understand what the purpose is and what I'm doing and that it does impact people. So if I can take a second to be uncomfortable to make somebody else mm -hmm. be comfortable, then whatever. Is it difficult writing so personal, like getting really personal in songs? Um, no, because I think the difficulty comes in me actually like talking about those things in real life. Like, mm. I got in the habit of thinking because I wrote it or sung it, I don't have to talk about it. And now I'm in the process of saying, okay, that's cool, bro. But like the people you're dealing with in real life aren't like waiting to hear a song to know what the fuck you think. You have to figure out how to talk. So, and me like trying to, um, I guess push communication on my listeners is also me like coaching myself at the same time. Why communications being like, I guess, a central thing for this? Mm, um, just because of how things have been in the last two years. Like I said, I haven't had much of a window to figure out my shit, to communicate like the things that I wanted to communicate or like I just get in the, the pattern or just the routine of just being gone or like handling music and feeling like, OK, that'll get handled later. And just like seeing the result of that, you know, in my life as far as. Uh, just like, like I said, just from relationships, from, you know, having a daughter, it's like all these things I have to think about where I'm just like, communication actually needs to be like my clearest thing. Like if it's not, my daughter's going to ask me one day, like, you know, what's going on? Like, why don't I know this? What's going on with that? Like, she's going to have questions. So if I can't answer them, then I'm not doing my job. What's it like now being a, being a father? Like, did, did something, tell me about like when she's being born, what was it like some Right when it was like, shit, I need yeah. to. Yeah, it was like a clarity switch. It was like all the shit that you haven't 
you know gotten together or you postponed like you have to do it now like you know there's no more like gray areas or no more like beating around a bush like you literally have to say exactly what you mean you have to like clear out all this space because she needs a clear environment you know she needs answers she needs like she needs what a daughter needs you know? mm -hmm. how difficult was it in, like in the beginning i guess how old is your daughter now she'll be two in february so she's like one and some change how difficult was it in the beginning was it like oh man i'm not getting any sleep uh, I mean, no, the difficulty with me came from being gone so much. So it's like, I wish that I had the problem of not getting any sleep because I'm just there and I'm like watching her. But my problem was I'm on tour and she just took her first steps and she just ate her first solid food. And like she's doing all these things and learning. And every time I come back, it's like, damn, I didn't get to teach that or I didn't get to like witness it. Like I had to be on the road and like it sucks. But I also understand the purpose and what I'm doing. And it's not just about setting her up like financially. It's just about like showing her what my purpose was and inspiring her to find her own purpose. Mm. I, some of the songs I like, I'm trying to remember, some of my favorite songs on the album, it's Pretty Little Fears. Um, the intro, really love the intro. Um, but I really love the, the songs where it's you openly talking about like knowing in a relationship, knowing to step away, knowing when to like, all right, come back and reevaluate what you did yourself, like right. um, a real introspective. Um, I guess these felt like diaries, uh, not diary, but journals, yeah. uh, and just like a way for you to work out your issues in a personal life. Uh, I definitely, some with some of your favorite songs, I'd like to get to some of your favorite songs and let's go through some of the, the writing of it or just yeah. like the, the creation process of it. Um, I, I think, you know, in its own way, every single song on the project is my favorite, yeah. obviously, because nothing that wasn't my favorite, you know, like made it to it. But every song like has its own, you know, I guess personal connection and is like my favorite in its own way. Um, I would say sorry is is one of the you know one of the ones where it's like I get to to reflect and admit you know that I might not have done everything I needed to do or said everything I was supposed to say and now I'm just being uh, accountable for it. Uh, disconnect is just more so talking about communication and talking about not even just my fault or your fault, but just like we're in a place where. We just don't click, you know, like, or we, we we can't really have a conversation. And instead of stringing it along and making it worse, it's just like, let's just figure out how to break it off. Mm. Uh, and then in addition to that, all the features, I feel like I got the opportunity to provide a template for people to do something that they might not do on their project or might not say on their project. So from Cole to Offset to, mm -hmm. um, to Future, like, you didn't hear them in their normal pocket like you heard them in my world and you know with my sonics just putting their spin on it 100 percent. the future record i was like yo this is i haven't heard this i haven't heard future do this before yeah and so i was really exciting and it was like i don't know i really loved that up oh, stan mm -hmm. that's one of my favorites yeah. can you talk to me about that because yeah. um yeah that was that's one of my favorites yeah stan was like I guess my version of what I felt like uh, a love story or, you know, whatever it was supposed to sound like, feel like, like at the end of all this conversation, at the end of all these talks, trials, like that the, the album takes you through. Cause it's pretty like a slow tempo, just like emotional album. So after all of that, like this is the point of it all is to get to that point, you know, to after you have all these conversations, after you go through all this shit, after you like talk about what you need to talk about, like this is where you need to go. You know, like this is how you're supposed to feel. So that was the point of like making that song last. And yeah, I kind of feel like how it ends so abruptly is like a prelude to, to, to where it goes next. You know, not even just sonically, but in my life, like it cuts off and like something new has to start. Like whatever's next as far as a new album or whatever, like has to be completely different than, you know, these two. Um, were, how, were some of these songs written before, like, I guess, um, 
how long, how old are some of these songs? How new are some of these songs? I know one song in particular you did it like right before the album drop, mm-hmm. uh, right before it was you submitted it. Yeah, yeah. It was a song uh, might have been let her go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's other songs you did while you were um, on tour in Free Black. Yeah. Um, so tell me about like was it is are there two different was it like I guess you can, that six black then and now right. like was um. Was that like, uh, you ever thought about collecting them? Like, how did you pick all these songs? Um, I mean, I was just moving around on tour and like it's easy for me to record on tour, but you know, it's not easy to put together an album on tour. So like I was making songs, uh, I had Loaded Gun for a while. Mm. I had Scripture, I recorded that in Montreal when I was on tour. Um, I'm trying to figure out like what else I might've done on tour. Unfair, I did that mm. on the weekend tour. Like right after my show, I just went to the studio, um, and those might be like the only three that were done on tour that made the cut. But other than that, I just kept trying to like sit somewhere for a minute so I could like actually put it together. So we like got to a studio for a few months, recorded like a good bulk of records. Thought I had the album, then I was like, Nah, I need to keep recording. And it was like that for maybe two more just different studios until I was like, All right, now we got something. And then they were like, No more records. Like you know, let's let's put it together. And then I was like, no, nah, one more record. <laughs> yeah, because it's just like, you know, when, when something's missing. So something yeah. was irking me. Like I said, it's a it's a slow tempo project. So for me, I was itching just because I was like, something upbeat is missing. So let me like figure that out. And somebody sent, a uh, business boy sent me the letter, go try it. And I was like, all right, there we go. Now I'm excited. Now I can like get this out the way and we can actually put it together. What's your selection process? I feel like you probably made a, co- a handful of songs, like a collection of songs, and then you picked which one fits. Um... It's a it's a hefty process. It's like I make a ton of songs. Like I make I make a, I made at least two hundred before Free Black. Wow. And then I made I probably like between Free Black and here I've probably made a hundred songs too. So it's just like I I make them and you know over time I I think the key with like the first project and this project has always been for me just figuring out what can I not get tired of or what can I do to like write a song that I don't you know get mm-hmm. bored with or like get over in like a, a couple of months. So whether it be word choice, whether it be melody, whether it be uh, cadence, like what, you know, what can I do to make sure that this song, you know, isn't a song that disappears in like a couple of months. So it doesn't always like end, you know, how you want it to end. Like I'll have a song, I love it. And then two months later, I'll be like, that ain't it anymore. It's just like, you know, it's cool. You just charge it to the game and try to make something better. But make a bunch of songs, yeah. pick out your favorites, hope they last. And then uh, once you have like a few favorites, you know, I start tying together like the theme and the sequence. What comes first, the lyrics or like the melodies? Melody always. It used to be words when I was like, I guess when I more so rapped more than I uh, more than I sang. But now it's all about feeling. So I hear a track or a sample or a sound, and I'm like figuring out, you know, how I should like uh, approach it versus like what I should say. Because usually, like when I figure out the sonics of it and and how it makes me feel, how what it makes me like want to sing, then I'm like, okay, from that, this is what I can talk about. Um. I never. I don't think I ever read how like what made you cut your hair. Mm. Mm. In the simplest way I can answer, I just feel like what I was going through and what I was like talking about on Free Black became like who I was instead of like what I was like learning from. If that makes sense, like mm. all that music and you know that that aura and that story like was caught up in like how I carried myself. That was, like I had to go on the road and perform and like give these records in a certain kind of way. So I mm. felt 
I felt like I was like shielding myself. I felt like more introverted than I normally am. I just felt like I was I wasn't progressing. Like I was becoming the free black story, and I was like I need to reset because mm. you know the project wasn't about like sitting here and being here. It was about telling your story and then like moving on to the next chapter. So I kind of felt like I was stuck and I needed to like start over. Mm. Are you naturally introvert introverted person? Yeah, I can accept that, and I don't think anything's wrong with it either. Absolutely I think, not. You know, I think if you're an introvert. The only task you have to figure out is how to adapt. You know, like I go in places, I can meet people, I can talk, I can have conversations, you know, mingle, party, do whatever the fuck. But at the end of the day, like I know I'm more comfortable by myself. Mm. But um, I know I have to exist in these realms too. So it's just like you figure out how to adapt and then you go back to your fucking hut or whatever it is, to one person, your, your your family, like whatever it is that makes you comfortable and you chill there. Yeah, I just I pretty much answered my next question. I was like, how do you how do you stay an introvert when, you're, when your demand gets higher? And mm-hmm. this is like it's always a difficult thing to add. Yeah. Um, how's the Atlantic scene now? Um, from your point of from your perspective, musically. Always bubbling, always bubbling in some kind of way, like whether um I think right now what we got right now, we got a lot right now. We got Gunna, we got baby, uh mm-hmm. little baby, we got a ton of people, honestly. It's always something, you know, going on. I feel like Atlanta is just good for sticking together mm-hmm. per usual. And you know, no matter what side you're from or no matter what you're doing, what you sound like, at some point, you know, we all kind of are in arm's reach of each other. So that, that remains. Atlanta, I think, is going to be that way for probably another 10 years. Is there a younger artist that you like, oh, that dude is nice or that woman is nice or someone that reminds you of you? Mm. As of right now, no. I got to go back and get my hands dirty. Mm-hmm. I've been, like, moving too much. But I just, like, hear things in passing. But I definitely want to go back and actually just scope out, you know, what's going on because I'm a fan, too, so. I do want to say your tour mm-hmm. is fire. Like lineup, I think that's one of my favorites because it's yeah. it's you, it's Tierra Wack who I love, mm-hmm. it's Summer Walker who right. I think is going to be like the next fire. the next it. Yeah. And then you also have they yep. and you have Boogie. Yep. So I'm just like that shit is <laughs> stat. A little bit for everybody. Yeah. Tell me one. Tell me about Summer Walker because she's mm-hmm. from Atlanta and like the um, girls uh, girls need love. Yeah. One of my yeah. favorites of the year. Yeah, Summer, I mean, obviously Summer is amazing. Uh, and, like, me and Summer always talk in passing, but I kind of feel like we're almost like the same kind of person as far as our personalities go. Like, if me and her walked into a room, you know, with other people, like, we probably wouldn't speak to each other. And not because we don't fuck with each other, but because, like, it's just not our personality to be like, oh, hey, I'm so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. Just like, I'm going to come in here, I'm going to sit in my corner, I'm going to do my thing. If somebody speaks to me, I'll speak back. But, like... I kind of felt that, you know, uh, from the few times that I've been, like, at the studio. But other than that, I'm just excited for what she has next and for tour. Yeah. Because I don't want to, like, I don't know. I just feel like I have a really good fan base, like, a really open one, too. Like, when I did my first tour, like, as far as the openers went, like, people were there, you know, for the show. Mm -hmm. Not just for me. Not just, like, waiting, not impatient. Like, they were there to see, you know, what I had for them before I went on stage. So it'll be the same thing this time. And I think they'll be pleased. Yeah. yeah. And Tierra, she was um she wasn't like feature on there, but she, like her vocals, yeah. Like her song was. How did that happen? And then what? Because I um, love Tierra. She's like yeah. her personality is yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was like with any project I do, and pro- probably any project I ever do, I always just want to have some kind of um, female or just women uh, presence on it. So. I was trying to figure that out, you know, while I'm moving around, while I'm recording, as far as features went. And then as the album, like, started to uh, come together, I was just like, well, 
I don't have like the the perfect feature as far as a woman goes right now, but I do want that 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 perspective. I do want that that input. So Tierra was one of the few people where I was just like, hey, I text her, just like, can you just send me a couple voice memos, just some clips of just whatever comes to your mind as far as love or men or relationships go. Like, just put it on record, send it to me. Like, don't think about any kind of restrictions or anything. Just just free. And she sent me some stuff. Um, and then the same thing for this girl, I skin Keisha from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mariba. So. And what's, what's the last name? Mariba. Okay, yeah. Because yep. I definitely love, love, love each of them narration yeah. during yeah. the thing. I was like, it fits perfectly. I think, uh, what was the song? It's, uh, I think it was, I'm not sure it was Light Skin Keisha uh, when she begins the song, she talks and the song comes in. I was I like, this, about, um, Balenciaga Challenge? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's what I mean just by, like, different perspectives. Like, you know, uh, Tierra kind of had a uh, – she just – she had her perspective and she had her approach. And Light Skin Keisha was obviously, like, something like being from Atlanta and, like, being just familiar with our culture. I know a lot of people, like, raised their eyebrows on that one. They were just like, okay, like, that's familiar to me. Or, like, I've heard this kind of dialect. I've heard, like, this kind of point of view before. And then uh, Mariba just wrapped it up with – I, I mean, just the most eloquent way to wrap it up, like the last one, which was after Seasons and before Stan. Yeah. Just, um, I think she hit the nail on the head as far as, like, what I've struggled with as far as um, just, like, leaving people in a gray area where they don't know what you think and you both are just sitting there like, what the fuck, so. I really, really appreciate Atlanta, not just musically, but for like as far as um, culturally, because yeah. I think that's the one place where, I don't know, I see a collection of different people making, coming together to make the best art form for whatever they can. Mm-hmm. Like every time I go out there, I link up and you see just a wide array of people right. and like different crews and no matter what side, you, like you said, you're on. Why do you think that's so, so, that's so ingrained in Atlanta? Like it's just always like, They'll link up. Yeah. Um, just pride. You grow up, you see it all around you, and you want to be a part of it. Like, mm. And like I said, every everything is in reach. Everybody's attainable. At some point, you're in the club or standing next to somebody who's doing something. So it's just like by the time you do whatever you're doing, it's like we all kind of came up together. Like even as simple as um, like us just riding with Future mm. for as long as he had records in the club before the world knew who he was. Like to this day, like obviously Future popped off long before me, but – I can feel like I was there for that come up because we were in the club banging future records out every day, you know, mm. like every night. So, um, yeah, like I said, everything is like in reach and you see it all happening in real time. So by the time you see each other again, it's like, yeah, of course, let's link. What do you think of the future R&B? What do you think is heading? Um, I mean, you know, if I'm leading the way, then that's, that's <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> Pretty promising. Uh, but you are. I feel yeah. like you're definitely one of the yeah. people, especially with this album. Yeah. To be completely frank, I feel like this album was a major marker on like this is where it's going. Right. Because I, like I never, I have got, I've been in more conversation with guys to be like, bruh, this shit gets me emotional. I got, yeah, I'm hitting yeah, up yeah. people. <laughs> I just hit up my ex. I just yeah. hit up my girl I used to talk to. Yeah. And so um, I don't know. It's that, that to me is like. That's that's some. This is a major moment. Yeah, and I think you know, like I said, it's not, it's not even necessarily tied to the Sonics or you know, like what's going on in these specific projects, but more so just just about writing. You know, mm. like if you're gonna write, then write. You know, like if you're gonna tell a story, then tell the whole story. Like I think that that's what I thought was missing. You know, before Free Black ever dropped, I was like, yeah, 100%. people are talking, but nobody's like actually like willing to, not even 
like nobody's just willing to to tell the whole truth it's just like 100%. you know tell the whole story bro because like people need that like somebody somewhere needs to feel like okay my favorite artist is going through the same thing i'm going through or i just want to feel some shit so like it's good to hear that somebody is, is actually like in some real life shit right now so if you're gonna write if you're gonna write then actually write 100 because i don't and i definitely think that's what like that type of music resonates and it sticks and that's yeah. what propels people because it's you cannot listen to just i make money i get girls yeah, yeah. uh i get this i, I floss yeah or even on the love side like i said you broke my heart i love mm. you you hate me this is just like what else bro like there's more to it you know there's more to it like the only reason why you're even saying about it is because there's something there so like peel back the layers and give people something that's going to stick mm. What's what do most people don't know about you? I feel like people know if you've they've been following you're you're a great writer, amazing singer. Um what what is some of the what's some of the, the secrets? Like you favorite um, video game, favorite TV show. Uh I love power. Nice. Power's fire. I think everybody should love power. Um quick power question. Uh -huh. Is their intro, where do you rank it as far as T V intros? It's up there for me. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's up there like, with like, Fresh Prince. I think, like, when you first start watching Power, it, whether you're into it or not, like, once you know the song, then it's over. I like, guess, yeah, it's just like you're, you're in. Once you know the lyrics, it's over. Have you seen the Power intro dubbed over the, the Office? The Office? Uh, uh uh. Oh, it's amazing. Okay, you need to check that it. out. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the best thing in the world. I haven't seen that. But yeah, Power's Fire. Uh, other than that, on the music side, I never thought I would be a singer. I just, mm. I was just a rapper. That's what it was. I got into singing like 2011, yeah. and from there I just figured out that you don't have to be a traditional singer to be a singer. Like your voice is an instrument, so I just figured out how to use my voice. Um, and other than that, ain't too many secrets. I'm pretty like clear as far as uh, me and my fans go. Like they know pretty much everything. I put my daughter on my album cover. Like yeah. some people are scared to show their kids, you know. Like, and I understand why. But for me, it was just like, no, I have this relationship with them so I can do this. And I was just about to say, what was the, um, I guess, when did I hit you? Like, I want to do this. Um, I mean, we did the shoot not thinking about the album cover at all. It was just Father's Day. So oh. yeah, we just like randomly taking pictures. And when it came time to figure out the cover, we saw the pic and we were just like, that's it. Yeah, it's like, why not? Um, first emotional father moment when you was like, oh, snap. You started tearing outside of the birth. Yeah, because I missed that. So I was crying on the phone before I went on stage. Mm. And then after that, I mean, honestly, every single like moment I get with her, like my moments are scarce. So anytime I'm with her, whether it's just like us running to get a smoothie or walking around or chilling, watching her watch TV, like every single one of those moments is like a tear up moment or at least internally like damn, like I made this and like this is gonna grow and she's gonna walk and she's gonna ask me for money one day and she's gonna have a prom or like whatever that like this every single one of those moments is funniest moment that happened this summer to you hmm. funniest moment I'm trying to figure out a good laugh <laughs> uh where was i this summer was i on tour i'm trying to think i feel like i was on tour yeah that wasn't too funny <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. That wasn't funny at all. Uh-uh. Yeah, the summer wasn't It wasn't the laughing summer. It was work. It was work? It was a lot of work. So, yeah. How so? Like, work meaning, like... Uh, um, I mean, yeah, I was touring, so mm. it was just, like, it was just, like, checking in and, and, and checking out every day. You know, it just got to that point where I was, like, I'm just clocking in. I'm yeah. performing, and I'm clocking out. 
and I was just waiting to get back to this, you know, which is just my thing, yeah. my tour, my everything. So, how exhausting is that? I feel like, do you have to be like, I need to make sure I'm, I'm like healthy and like yeah, yeah, yeah. in shape? Yeah, for sure. Like I've been pretty good for the most part. I think towards the end of this last tour that just uh, ended was when I things got a little shaky. I guess my chords were like inflamed, but mm-hmm. tour was already over. But my chords got. This was like a couple of weeks ago too. So chords were inflamed. I'm supposed to be on vocal rest. Uh, I get like an infection on the way back from New York. Shit. So I go see a doctor. He's like, yo, you got acid and like all this shit like dripping into your windpipe. And I'm just like, great. Oh, good, good to know. Uh, so yeah, I lost my voice for a while. And like now I can't like smoke, drink, uh, enjoy myself, mm. fried foods, spicy foods. You might be healthy as shit. Yep. <laughs> I don't know for how long. <laughs> but yeah. He just gave me like a, a good diet and regimen to stick to, so now I have to like take care of that. Nice, nice. Um, and then an artist you would love to collab with that you haven't had a chance that are alive. An artist you wish you, you can collab with that are alive. Um, don't really have a list, but um, obviously, who doesn't want to work with Kendrick? Mm. Um, who doesn't want to work with Beyonce, Rihanna? Um, the heavyweights. Mm. I like the heavyweights. The heavyweights are heavyweights for a reason. So, if you can work with Beyonce mm-hmm. and write a song, what would that what would that song title be? Mm. I don't know. We was trying to figure that out earlier. Actually, <laughs> 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 right in the car. Yeah, we was trying to figure that out earlier. Don't know yet, but I'm gonna figure that out. So that'll be fire. I feel like you do uh, a male side of an argument. She yeah. put me on side. Yeah, whatever. I don't, it don't matter if it's writing. It don't matter if it's an ad lib. I don't care. It's something. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, and then your goal by the end of the year, something you have to accomplish. And it doesn't have to be in music neither. It can just be like. Yeah. Um, goal by the end of the year. Finish out tour strong and set myself up to be able to just actually spend time with my kid. That's mm. it. That's it. Yeah, go out with a bang and then be like, all right, I need a second. And then the last question we usually do is, if you can give advice to any singer or artist out there right now, what would that advice be? If you're working, keep working. If you accomplish something, keep working. If somebody tells you you're amazing, keep working. If you get an award or a nomination, keep working. If you make a million dollars, keep working. Like Every day I wake up, I'm just trying to figure out how to get better, what more I can do. So I think the minute you lose that attitude is the minute you become stagnant or you fall back. Nice. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's today's episode of Soundcheck, and definitely check out Black's fantastic album, East Atlanta Love Letter, which is out now. You can listen to more episodes of Soundcheck and keep up with everything Hypebeast Radio at hypebeast.com slash radio. Subscribe to Soundcheck on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Overcast, or whenever you listen to podcasts on. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at ECM underscore LP, and follow Hypebeast Music for more original content and music news. Let us know who you like to have on the show, and thank you for listening to Soundcheck.